Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the December 6th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined, as usual, by Cheyenne Dunham, and she's going to give us a recap of the markets this week. Cheyenne? Friday afternoon, March 2020 corn futures closed unchanged at 376 and three quarters. That was down four and a half cents for the week. December 2020 corn closed down a quarter of a cent at 390 and a quarter, which was down about a penny for the week. Looking at soybeans, January 2020 closed up over five cents today at 889 and a half, and that was up almost 13 cents for the week. November 2020 soybeans closed up four and a half cents at 937 and a half, and that was up 10 and a half cents from last Friday's close. Well, Cheyenne, I think the big story this week has to be the ongoing multiple issues with China. On Monday, the president said he wasn't concerned if the trade issues with China are not solved before the U.S. elections next November. On Tuesday, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill called the Uyghur Human Rights Policy Act of 2019 by a margin of 407 to 1. This bill would require various parts of the U.S. government to report on the treatment of Uyghurs in Zhejiang, China, specifically targeting internment in re-education camps in the northwest part of China. And the Chinese have so far expressed outrage about this. This will now go to the Senate at some point, similar to the bill we saw recently that was signed by the president regarding the treatment of dissidents in Hong Kong, and this bill could lead to more tensions between the two countries. And then, later in the week, there were several stories talking about renewed optimism for a completed phase one deal prior to December 15th when the next round of tariffs kick in. So at this point, I think the markets, whether financial or ag-related, are in a wait-and-see mode. So let's move on to the bull bear factors. Well, Tom, on the corn side, looking at some bull factors, I would say harvest progress in the U.S. was estimated at 89% complete as of Sunday versus the average of 98%. In Iowa, it was estimated at 92 versus 99% as the normal. Illinois was at 93 and Minnesota at 91, and Nebraska was 96% complete. North Dakota is 36% done versus an average of 95%. With approximately 11% unharvested, that would be just shy of 9 million acres left to go, or more than a billion bushels. So I'm moving ethanol into the bull column this week. Last week's production was 312 million gallons, and while that is only slightly higher than the week before, it's now above the 310 million per week pace we'll need to get to the USDA's yearly projection. Yeah, it's still a little below last year's production for the same week, but we continue to see the ethanol industry gain a little every week. And I guess there's more hope that we will hit the 5.375 billion bushel demand estimated by the USDA, and ethanol stocks are about 100 million gallons less than a year ago. And there also continues to be dryness in Argentina, and I could see that helping corn prices at some point, but it seems to be a non-factor so far. Well, for the bear factors, last week's corn exports of 16.9 million bushels were down from the previous week of 24.2 million, and also below the expectations of somewhere between 19.7 and 27.6 million. So far this year, we are off 58% from the same period last year. The overall lackluster performance of corn futures lately also has me concerned. Wheat and soybeans have had a little bit of a rally here lately, but corn just seems to be stuck in this steady to downward cycle. I'm going to continue to keep these 2020 corn acres in the bear column. We continue to hear that the number of 94 million acres is out there and being thrown around, and when you compare that to this year's numbers of 89.9 million acres, it's a pretty significant increase. 
Switching over to soybeans, for the bull factors, exports remain strong at 56.9 million bushels, even if it was toward the lower end of the expected range and down from last week's huge 71.7 million bushel number. We're now 20% ahead of the same time last year. Despite the president saying earlier this week that a final deal with China may not happen until after the 2020 elections, there appears to be a renewed optimism for a phase one deal prior to the December 15th deadline of the new tariffs being put into effect. Today was the fourth day in a row of higher closes in the soybean market. At the close, while January futures are down about 65 cents from the high set in mid-October, cash prices are only down 40 cents. So the good news is futures are and have been rallying and basis has really firmed. Well, Cheyenne, earlier this week, we heard of a soybean processing plant in Argentina facing major financial problems. And while there are a lot of rumors swirling around in the marketplace, the main upshot is soybean processing in Argentina is under pressure. At first glance, you might assume that this is a good thing for the U.S. farmers. And in the long term, it might be. But for now, I'm thinking of it as a negative simply because it has the potential to remove some demand from a macroeconomic perspective. Part of the issue with this entire story is that in the past, a lot of the soybean meal produced in Argentina was shipped to markets like Vietnam and Indonesia. But now, with the trade issues between China and the U.S., those markets are being served by U.S. processors. Again, potentially good for the U.S. farmer in the short term, but potentially bad overall. My other bear factor is the big story above, this ongoing uncertainty with China. So Tom, this week we decided to pull a This Week in History data share. So a little bit of sad rock and roll history here. On this day in 1988, Roy Orbison died. And on December 8th, 1980, John Lennon was killed. A couple of influential musicians both gone too soon. I find it interesting that both of these icons of rock and roll were in a band at one time with George Harrison. Small world. That's probably more my generation than yours, Cheyenne, so um, I appreciate you throwing that in because I definitely remember the day John Lennon was killed, and it uh, still kind of bugs me that that happened, and gosh, it's been a long time now. So what to watch for in upcoming events? On Tuesday, December 10th, there's a WASDE report. While the December report is not necessarily viewed as a big market mover, it's always good to be at least aware of it. There could be slight shifts in acres, but I think more likely we'll see that in the January 10th report. December 15th is the next day for tariffs to kick in from the U.S. unless an agreement can be made before then, and I think time is running short there. Finally, the annual meeting of Landis Cooperative is set for Wednesday, December 18th, with registration beginning at 9 a.m. We would encourage you to RSVP for that event. So, Tom, why does it all matter? With so much uncertainty in the market, it's really hard to know what to expect on any given day. The markets have bounced quite a little in the past 45-60 days, but mostly lower. If we see a spike in this market, the question is how high and how long does it last? Continue to put a pencil to your operations expenses and put some offers in at levels above your cost of production. A good time for this is before these USDA reports. Also, if you're like a lot of people we've been talking with since harvest started, you're probably wishing you would have sold more prior to harvest. If so, we'll be rolling out our averaging contract soon. We'd encourage you to talk to your local GMA and enroll some bushels this year. Well, in conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or just drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we'll both be back next week. Mm-hmm.